Welcome back to the Underemployed News Network, everybody. I am your host, Chump Kind, and we are coming to you on a very special day. It is the day of the first ever state of the show address by the Underemployed Podcast, a much and highly anticipated event from our nation's capital, and that's where our reporter, Tim Dimidome, no relation, is on the scene. Tim, how are you doing? What have you seen so far out on the streets? Well, Trump, I must tell you, it's been really an eye-opening experience to see what our nation's capital is like. Uh, This is a first field assignment for me, so I'm a little bit nervous. I can tell you that this is an interesting venue for what would be described normally as such a prestigious event, even though it is a first-time event. This is what appears to be an old import food seller's wholesaler's warehouse. I'm not entirely sure of the country of origin, but it appears to be Asian of some sort. And Tim, and we, Tim, we've heard a lot about that. Um, that this, uh, for as you mentioned, such a prestigious event being held at such a small venue, especially coming off the heels of December's Undie Awards at RFK Stadium. Um, Have you gotten any word on what potentially is the reason for the venue? What my sources have told me, and several people who I've spoken to who wish to be anonymous in their quotes, have told me that the pair are effectively blackballed from any booking contracts with any reputable venue anywhere on the eastern seaboard. And, uh, Tim, what would be the reason for that blackballing? Well, sources are telling me that their current legal battle over the fallout of the Undy Awards is proving it difficult for them to get a booking agent. And most reputable venues don't like to book artists directly. Well, and that's uh, certainly understandable, given the controversy that surrounded that uh, that Undy award episode at uh, what once was the crown jewel of the nation's capital. Um, sources have indicated, as you said, that there is still fallout long to come. But uh, Tim, it is still an exciting night. What's the vibe you're getting down there? Who have you talked to uh, out around the venue? What are you feeling? The vibe is upbeat. Folks are walking around and excitedly consuming and imbibing and there's a, a, a promise in the air uh, this is the f- first weekend where it feel, feels like spring doesn't just feel like warm winter and have you uh and and have you seen anyone that was on underemployed in the past or friends of underemployed uh has ever what are what are the uh what's the crowd like for this event the crowd appears to be a lot of folks who were promised entertainment um, the jury is out on whether or not the host will deliver. I, I, for one, certainly believe they will. I agree with you on that point, Tim. Um, and, and any final parting thoughts from the vibe you have gotten around the area before we, uh, we, have, we, we are starting these speeches soon? Do you have uh, any more thoughts as we head into this historic event? Chump, what I'm expecting to come out of these speeches tonight, beauty, beauty is a word that comes to mind, visionaries and and vision of the future strong words from a strong man tim thank you very much uh, be safe down there in the nation's capital and uh, enjoy your stay thank about... you very much chump and bing bong we are now ready ladies and gentlemen for the first of tonight's two speeches we are now seeing co-host david hart 
stepped to the podium. He is a man of many talents, a man highly regarded throughout the state of Virginia and beyond, and a man always looking towards the future. We will now see what Mr. Hart has to offer on such a public stage. My beautiful dependents, the state of the podcast is strong. To stand on this stage tonight with my oldest and dearest friends, to look out at all of your adoring faces, to hear the sounds of merch being bought, well, it brings me great joy. Especially that last part, we've got to make them minimum for the venue, so get to get them. It's the honor of my life to be able to bring content to you people. If you had told me five years ago that after a pretty underwhelming, superb owl, that Jack and I would set off on a journey that would lead us to this place with these fans and with the friends we've made along the way, I frankly would have said, management has told me you've been cut off. My dependents, you represent all kinds of people across this great planet, from the fugly to the stupid sexy and everything in between. Except the cat daddy himself, you're just trash. You all gather around your listening devices much like Roosevelt's fireside chats for words of comfort and encouragement, for warmth and guidance. And it is my duty, nay, my honor, to bring those things to you with a healthy dose of stupid sound effects to lighten my mood. Because man, those fireside chats are drier than Ben Shapiro's wife. You all could have been anywhere in the world tonight, and you chose to be here with us. And we appreciate that. We really do. But we're also gonna need everyone to hit the drink minimum or merch minimum. So open up those wallets and start spending that sweet, sweet stimmy check. I've often joked about what you call a group of two or more millennial men sitting in a room together. The answer is podcast, you Philistines, but hey, at least we are not true kind of podcast. And sure, I've been asked if we are breaking new ground with the content. Probably not. Are we making the world or ourselves better for this? Given Jack's medical history, the answer is definitely not. Have we made any money off of this? Absolutely not. In fact, we're losing money doing this dumb thing, but man, is it fun. We've talked about brackets, about Drake, unfortunately, about the Lakers who are sitting with a win percentage of 458 with a squad that reads like a who's who of players from 2017. Seriously, the age of this team is uh, a shade under 30. I want to stress to you that those discussions won't stop. They will only get better over time. Unlike Mitchell Robinson. We've entertained you with a wide variety of guests, from the internet famous, you know, well to the locally infamous, obviously PJ, and even a dumpster fire, Nick. But we've always been motivated by the goal to be better than the last episode. And that means the episodes that we did with Miriam McGuinn. Those got better. And it's with that goal in mind that I again ask you all to start buying some drinks or something. We got bills to pay, especially our lawyers from the undies fiasco. These guests have helped us to see the world in a new light, from hypothetical dicks and cottage cheese to the off-screen politics of the D1 basketball team. Each guest gives us the opportunity to ask hard-hitting questions, but we don't, because that's for dorks. What do you think we are, a couple of rubes? As I've said, the state of the pot is strong. 
We're hitting new records for unique listeners every episode. We're getting international contraction. There's a coalition of the willing. Stankoni has even offered us a citizenship, which, given the standard of living there, certainly is enticing. We will always strive to be growing and changing, but still maintain the soul of this podcast. Two slaps from the D.C. suburbs talking about everything and nothing all at once. It has been a source of great amusement and a wonderful chance to speak with a dear friend I haven't seen nearly enough in the last few years. I was asked a question while writing this speech by the podcast executive producer, Bethany. Where this effort to drive were in college, and let me tell you what I told her. And I was an idiot then. I mean, I'm still an idiot now. I'm just aware of how stupid I am. And honestly, until I got into my major courses, I wasn't really interested in doing the work in college, which certainly led me down the path we all know and love. Dependence, this place is giving me the light. That's the end of my set. The podcast is strong, but will be made stronger when everyone hits a two drink or buys a shirt. Thank you. Good night. Strong words from co-host David Hart, uh, a man renowned for his impassioned opinions on so many subject matters. Uh, probably the first time a speech of such dignity has also really emphasized the drink and purchase minimum required at a speaking venue, but such is the life of a unique podcast. Uh, Co-host Jack Selby and producer is now stepping to the mic. He has a high bar to jump over after that first speech. We'll see what he has to say. My fellow Americans, it is an honor to stand on this stage and deliver what is undoubtedly the most important and also most awesome speech you people have ever heard in your entire life. It is not something I have taken lightly, but much like Barry Bonds during his period of unexplained spontaneous strength gain, I will knock it out of the park. Ladies, boys, non-binary buddies, it is hard to believe, but we are now in our fifth year of the Underemployed Podcast. It's a feat that in February of 2018, many people said could never happen. It's a feat that many more people said shouldn't happen. But despite the naysayers, the doubters, the haters, the bitch-ass marks, the mark-ass bitches, we stand here before you, 58 full episodes deep, with the underemployed train continuing to roll through. And as we said last year, if you don't get off the train tracks, we will run you over. Let's face it, folks. As my co-host alluded to, in 2022, everyone and their Japanese sex doll has a podcast. We are far from unique in that regard. As the podcast market has become more oversaturated than my cholesterol levels in 2011. However, what does make us stand out is the dedication we have continued to show. So many lower class podcasts like ours that start off from humble beginnings never get very far off the ground. The workload too much. The results, disappointing. The money, scarce. But through the thick and thin of life, through job loss, through mental health breakdowns, through mediocre episodes, Underemployed has continued to generate content. And I have no reason to believe this show can't continue to entertain until I'm either too old to edit or a future employer tells us we can no longer do this show. And again, as my co-host alluded to, from day one, our podcast has been defined by 
what some would call its quirkiness. Our critics may point to the abundance of random sound effects as a demerit, but my fellow dependents, we must not let these opinion terrorists destroy our way of life. Whether it be a musical interlude, a clip to help explain what we said, or just some random Simpsons reference that we thought was funny, these are the sounds that help breathe life into our lungs, which we then in turn regurgitate into your lungs like a mama bird to her babies. We will persevere with our sounds. Yay, yay! Along the same lines, music is the backbone of underemployed. They are the covers to the greatest book of your life every time we drop some new shit. A lot of skeptics would claim that our musical scope is limited to rap, a claim which I thoroughly beg to differ. Sure, hip-hop is our bread and butter, but look at the history. For intro and outro music, we've had country, K-pop, alt-rock, soul, pop-punk, reggae fusion, go-go, pop, whatever the hell that two unlimited intro in episode 16 was, and even the Dragon Tales theme. But we can do better. That is why I am setting a goal for this podcast to have at least one show tune by the end of the calendar year of 2022. And speaking of music, early on in this podcast history, I had set an undisclosed goal of having at least one clip or reference from all 17 tracks of John Cena's seminal 2005 debut album, You Can't See Me. Unfortunately, at some point, we lost sight of that goal. So today, I'm announcing to all of you that by this time next year, we will have completed our goal of referencing every single track on John Cena's culturally classic, You Can't See Me. In fact, here's a freebie. First and foremost, I show most potential like Carmelo, turn a hard MC to Jello. Thank you very much. And finally, our guest. A lot of our critics would say that we have a narrow scope of podcast guests. We even had one of them say we were obviously a brocast. But my friends, that couldn't be further from the truth. Of the 13 guest appearances that we've had on Underemployed, six of them have been women. We even had a black guy on the show, for which I think we can all agree we were robbed of an NAACP image award. But my friends, I say once again to all of you, that we can do better. That is why I'm vowing here and now that this year we will have a woman of color as a guest on Underemployed. Or if we can't, I don't know, we'll have Colin on again or something. Folks, these are trying times. It's harder than ever to make a name for yourself in the podcast game. But yet and still, we have managed to create a cultural impact, nay, a movement. Our new podcast art is already iconic. Our jokes are part of the zeitgeist. Our opinions parodied by stupid, fat little children on playgrounds across the country. I am more confident than ever that underemployed will have more success than ever at achieving our ultimate goal, signing an exclusive deal with Spotify that knits David and myself tens of millions of dollars Thank you, and God bless, and God bless the United States of America. Well, and that is uh, the speech from the producer and co-host Jack Selby, a strong, fiery, at times profane speech about uh, the direction of the show. We once again bring in, live from Washington, D.C., our reporter, Tim Dimidome. Again, no relation. Tim, uh, what were your thoughts on the speeches that we heard tonight? 
I hit the under on David's swearing more than Jack, and let me tell you, that's cashing in great. Yeah, uh, David, to the best of my recollection, we did, we did we heard limited, if any, profanity while Jack, uh, at some point, I believe, and we have the transcript available in front of us, uh, called uh, called naysayers of the show both bitch ass marks and mark ass bitches uh, in a in a bold move for someone of his stature. But uh, as you as you alluded to, not as much profanity from David's side. Uh, we we did hear some impassioned pleas about what the underemployed podcast will look like in the year 2022. Did any of those surprise you, Tim? It was great to see the reaffirmation of completing John Cena's album on the show. Great to see them really get back to a campaign promise and something that they have they have failed to do, but a policy that is that has had to take a bit of a back burner at times due to a number of situations that extenuate beyond their control. So it's going to be interesting to see how they pull that off. And uh and Tim, we'll we'll get you out of here on this. What is the vibe that you're getting now from the people down on the ground, the people that attended? Uh, did you get the sense that the drink minimums and and merch minimums were being hit? Did people enjoy those speeches? It certainly seems that folks have bought more shirts than alcohol, which not sure if that's a good sign or not. But I'm seeing a lot of folks walking around with t-shirts bearing the podcast art that weren't there earlier in the evening. And Tim, real quick, uh, I know this is sort of, uh, you've, you've been on the phone with sources uh, throughout this event. Have you gotten any indication on whether those profits will be split with the creator of the art, Gozier Okoro, or will those be netted by somebody else? The response that I was given was, who are you, a cop? You have to tell me if you are. Strong words down in the nation's capital. Tim, we thank you very much. Tim Dimidome, ladies and gentlemen, once again. No relation. Well, that just about wraps up what has proven to be a historic night in the nation's capital. We can't stress enough that we are proud to have brought you this broadcast of the first State of the State show. And we will be back in two weeks to give you the broad Jack and David's next broadcast of the March Madness Mascot Melee, a classic staple of the podcast. Good night. This is Real Streets, bitch. You best be warned. Tell your favorite MC the mic is on. A uh, yeah, shit, y'all. Yes, and you don't stop, yeah. don't stop on. Yeah. Once the cops are gone, come Mr. on. Mr. J, Daddy, not Hova, Jam Master. My mic is correct, but y'all know the hands faster. See you, bitch rappers, I'm attacking the pound. Y'all be crying foul, cause I'm hacking your style.